Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Hi, welcome to this week's edition of ATRA, Voices from the Field. My name is Rich Myers with the National Center for Appropriate Technology. And this week, we're talking with Andrew Coggins, who's the Regional Director of NCAT's Rocky Mountain West office in Butte, Montana. Here at the Butte office, we have our SIFT demonstration farm. And um, Andrew, in addition to his other duties, <laughs> it kind of runs the SIFT farm, or administers mm-hmm. a SIFT farm. Yeah. And we're putting up a, a couple of new greenhouses, some substantial greenhouses, and we uh, and we're doing that through the auspices of the NRCS Equip Program. Yeah. So today we're going to talk mm-hmm. to Andrew a little bit about um, both about that program and how to wind your way through applying, and also what led um, Andrew and the other folks on the SIFT farm here to decide to build these larger greenhouses. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's okay. correct. Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Um, so anyway, let's just start with the uh, the decision to make the new, uh, the new greenhouses. They're going to be replacing um, some existing hoop houses that have been here for a while. Uh, what made you decide to change out those existing hoop houses on the SIF farm? Um, Okay, well, to, to put it in context just quick, we had um, four existing hoop houses built in 2011, uh, very small hoop houses, um, very cramped hoop houses, and then we had another one donated in 2015, which was a kit, in ah. kit form, um, and that was a lot taller and a lot different in design, and we've been looking at this particular hoop house for some time and how it performs. Ah. And that was the basis of the decision. Why do you think it performed better? Um, well, to be honest with you, I think there were three reasons why it did. Um, first, as I've just mentioned, uh, this hoop house is much taller than the others. Mm-hmm. And it provides better air circulation through the structure, as far as we can see. Um, secondly, the sides of this hoop house are nearly vertical. And that's quite important in the scheme of things because it allows for maximum growing area within the hoop house. And thirdly, in this particular design, we have uh, double, what we call double sleeve dens, double layer of of polythene, sorry, polythene sheet. And that provides an air pocket and additional insulation against the cold. Okay, so uh, uh, this is what made you look at the uh, QIP program. Um, Yes, it it was really, yes. Um, To purchase high tunnels, we wanted to get, um, they'd be very expensive mm-hmm. without some form of grant support. And really, because this specific NRCS equip grant is based on uh, increasing production uh, oh. rather than the specific system you farm, be it organic or sustainable, right. it seemed the best fit for us. Okay, so then the big question is once you decide to do this is uh, how do you start the process? <laughs> was a very big question. Um, yeah. <laughs> the first thing we actually had to do was actually gain, uh, get a farm number and a track number from the FSA. And the FSA is a farm service agency. Right. Um, and without a farm number, we couldn't even be considered for this grant. Okay, um, well, how easy was that to do? Um, how did you obtain that 
Um, it was relatively easy, Rich, yes. Um, we contacted the local FSA office, which in our case is at Whitehall. Um, Whitehall, some, Montana, right over the... Right over the... Over the mountains. Over the mountain <laughs> there, indeed. So not very far to travel, which is really good. And actually, they share the same office with the NLCS, I should mention as well, ah. which was even more useful. But uh, yes, to get the farm number, we just have one form to fill in, in essence, and we submitted that in August 2017. It took until January 2018 to get the farm and track number actually allocated to us, but we were informed behind the scenes by November 2017 uh, that we would be allocated a farm number. Oh. And that um, helped us a lot because it meant that we could then start going through the NRCS paperwork Okay, and when you when you got the actual farm number and track number in January, uh, what what happened then? Okay, um, well, once we got the uh, two numbers officially, that um, then allowed us to, to, to submit uh, our grant submission to the NRCS uh, before the deadline at the end of February, and then received confirmation that our, our submission had been received and pre-approved. Right. Okay, and after that, you just waited to hear whether. Uh, you'd been approved? Not at all. I wish we had. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before um, approval um, of the grant proposal, there will be at least two site visits uh -huh. uh, from the local NRCS engineer and other staff from the NRCS as well. Uh, firstly, to ask lots of questions about your present production methods and irrigation systems. Um, other technical questions too, in terms of where the high tunnels, where you plan to site the high tunnels and why you plan to site them where you do. And this is followed up by probably, uh, by a second, probably more formal visit mm -hmm. from the NRCS staff. Um, and they will submit to us plans for an irrigation system they, we, they wish to see within the uh, oh. high tunnels uh, if the grant is passed. And in between, of course, there's lots more forms to right. sign as well. <laughs> Well, okay, well, how about the, the high tunnels themselves, um, the greenhouses, high tunnels? Who, choose, yeah. who chooses them, and uh, they have to meet, are there standards for them? They have to meet certain standards. Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, they're actually chosen by the potential grantees, which is, is NCAT in our, in our case. Right. Um, and it's worth noting here that the NRCS needs to know your chosen design long before their obligation deadline in May. Um, so that the design can be checked against their guidelines, which is pretty specific. Yeah. Uh, uh. Well, um, can you do you have any examples of those guidelines and and uh, where where could people find them at? Okay. Um, well, examples of guidelines include things such as steel strength, um, hoop spacing, steel diameter, wind bracing, and many many other factors as well. Right. Right. But you'll find these from two sources, Rich. You'll find the um, nationwide NRCS guidelines and in addition it's worth it well it's not worth it's absolutely necessary you look up additional state legislation ah, yeah, right. through the NRCS in our case for Montana that included the document called the high system code number 325 and that has some very pertinent information for Montana in that you won't find in the national guide wow so there's a High tunnel system code in the Montana. <laughs> there is, a, there is something I did not. Yeah, know. <laughs> there is an additional code on top of the national code. Well, yes. Well, it sounds it sounds, you know, really complicated. I mean, um, it could it could be. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
it's not quite as complicated as it sounds anymore because every high tunnel manufacturer out there um, will list high tunnels manufactured to NRCS equipped specifications now. Uh, so it makes the job a little bit easier because this is a big potential market for them, of course, the NRCS program. Sure, sure. Okay, so so you, this can be done quickly? It's, um, no, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I would love to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as I mentioned previously, the NRCS's need to know the manufacturer's specifications before they make a final commitment in May means that for us the whole process started way back in January and you're looking at different products from different manufacturers, costs, additional equipment, shipping charges particularly important and site visits within Montana to other high tunnels built right. within the NRCS pro uh, equipped program previously. And my best advice really is to start this process as soon as possible. Because it does take time. It does indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so it would seem that one of the biggest factors is cost. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. The NLCS uh, equip grant pays out approximately $7,500 for a high tunnel to a maximum size of 30 feet by 72 feet long. By the time you've factored in um, additional extra extras to the basic design, such as extra trusses, extra doors, extra vents, and of course shipping, you could well be around uh, $11,000 to $12,000 mm. uh, by the time you've got everything you want, um, which the grantee is liable for from their own pocket. Uh. Um, and we, just out of interest, we've included shade cloth on our, on our own package, which then brings the grant award up to 8500 but it's worth pointing out again that the, the higher up you go, the higher spec you go, the more you're going to uh, incur costs on your own above the grant level. Right, right. And so NCAT uh, received two high tunnel kits. Uh, how did that work? I mean, you got two of them. <laughs> we made That's... a little bit of a rod for our own back, Rich, but uh -huh. um, we got clearance from the NRCS, and it was very important to get clearance from the NRCS to get two high tunnels instead of one larger one. And we could do this from one uh, grant proposal um, simply because each of our high tunnels is 30 feet by 36 feet long and the total dimensions fall within the maximum dimensions stipulated by uh, the NRCS grant. And I just should add with that, we're adding ours, we're putting ours on an east-west axis and because we're putting ours on an east-west axis we've got limited space and therefore uh -huh. we wanted two small ones over one large one facing oh. on the north south axis okay sure that makes yeah. sense um but you, you got both high tunnels with one grant we did yes yeah. it, okay. it took a bit of head scratching from the rcs right. staff to see if we could do it so i don't think anyone had tried to do it before um but this is another reason quite honestly why we had to spend so long talking to manufacturers is two small units rather than one large unit is invariably going to be more expensive right because, for instance, you have more end frames and more hardware coming. Um, and costs can easily spiral out of control, way above what the NLCS grant will pay. So we could potentially, for two small ones, be looking at $18,000 for two. Right. And we still get the grant money, so the same grant money, money as we would have got before. Right, Absolutely, right. yeah. Well, you know, since you've gone through this, mm -hmm. if uh, listeners had questions would they be able to get in touch with you to kind of help them get through the, go through the yes. process yeah um it'd be different somewhat different in different states but i imagine that you could mm -hmm. help folks out with 
at least the federal portion. Oh, absolutely. We can probably help folks out through most of the process, to be quite honest. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and so what's the best way to get in touch with you? I imagine it would be like your NCAT email address? Or... Uh, the NCAT email address will come in through the actual NCAT websites and, okay. and looking at the staff contacts and um, even the phones if need be. Okay, and um, all right, and I will include links to those in the description below this uh, podcast. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. 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 Well, well. anything else you want to add? Thanks a lot for, <clears throat> for uh, doing this. I would, I would just like to add that, as I say, don't, don't be put off from contacting us at all by local regulations um, because we can still answer most of the questions based right. from this office um, that you might have. Uh, local ones for Montana might include specific things like snow loading right, right. Um, and various other little things. So we will put you on the right track. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks again. Thank you, Rich. Okay, well, before we go, I also just wanted to mention you told me that we will have photos of our project, our, you know, our high tunnel project here. It's not a greenhouse. It's a high tunnel <laughs> <laughs> here in our uh, Rocky Mountain West office in Butte, Montana. And we're going to be putting photos up um, on the SIP Farms Facebook page and the SIP Farms website, which you can get to from the NCAT website. And I will post the link to all of those below the description as well, right? That sounds great, Rich. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for listening to Atra Voices from the Field. Be sure to rate us and leave a review. And for more sustainable agriculture information, please call ATRA at our toll-free hotline at 1-800-346-9140 or email us at askanag at incat.org. That's A-S-K-A-N-A-G at N-C-A-T dot org. Our two dozen specialists can help you with a vast array of topics, everything from farm planning to pest management, from produce to livestock and soils to aquaculture. You can get in touch with them and find our other extensive and free sustainable agriculture publications, webinars, videos, and other resources at our website, www.atra.incat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. We'll catch you next week, and until then, keep on farming.